Welcome no. to February. Hello. Oh my goodness. Where the fuck did that month go? Where the fuck did February come from? I fucking no February. Idea. Fucking Ugh. February. And there was some fucking in this February. So. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. But you know a what? Little bit. But we knew that and that's we knew okay. We that going in. And yeah. I appreciate it when it's known ahead of time. And oh, absolutely. My brain's not functioning. You could be dying. Aren't we always dying? I believe everyone is dying at their own pace. Oh my God. Anyways. So today for our first February episode, we read Beautiful Things by Emily Rath. And Beautiful Things is a duet. It is part of the Second Sons books. It's book one. So this week we will read Beautiful Things. And next week we will read the second book. His Grace, the Duke. So we didn't quite realize when we had one book left on the wheel that it was going to be a twofer. But here we are. Yeah. And good news for you guys. We have a whole brand new wheel that will come after next week. Yes. We already compiled it. We did our live. If you ever want to be a part of building our wheel and helping to decide what books we're reading, you can feel free to send us suggestions, message us. When we start running low on our wheel, we are going live on TikTok and doing that and kind of getting input from people. So we will let people know that when we're getting close to that also. But at any time, if you have suggestions, we welcome them. Yeah. But not today because it's already decided. We already read the book. Hopefully you did did. too. (laughs) But if you didn't, we're going to tell you what's going on. Oh, man. So sit back and enjoy the ride. So Beautiful Things is a Regency era novel and is a little different because it is also a Why Choose novel, which is not a typical Regency era. So I am interested to see where this is going. We only got halfway there halfway there whoa Whoa. we have another to read one of these days ariel will get it maybe probably not probably not probably not (laughs) we're never changing apparently it's been almost a year of this shit sorry i I am who i am (laughs) the only thing we've changed is our format i am who i am so beautiful things follows rosalie and rosalie is not High up on the social ladder. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to be so nice, but she's poor. Yeah. We start the book with her on a carriage ride. She was summoned to Alcott Hall by the Dowager Duchess. Honestly, and it's a fucking mouthful. It, it is. I'm probably never going to say that fully again. I'll call her the Dowager or the Duchess. Let's call because her the DD. The double D. The The double D. She's the double D. (laughs) Anyway, she's on this carriage ride that's going to bring her into Carrington, where she will get yet another carriage all the way to Alcott. I don't know how they crammed all these people onto one carriage, but it is a full carriage. And the seatmate that she has is quite friendly. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, you're right. Just he wants to be friendly. She's not interested. When they get a broken wheel on the carriage, she takes this as an opportunity to get the puck out of there and get the... <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Are you just in the mode of Regency and you're just feeling... like Maybe that's it. <laughs> she is like, I'm going to walk the rest of the way. It's only a couple miles. Fuck this shit. I'm out. Yo, she is a beast. I love her for that. Yeah. And the driver's like, okay, once we get this fixed, we'll make sure that you get your case to you in Carrington. Sounds good. Legit. Fabulous. Cool beans. We're off. Pick your poison. (laughs) So she does. She walks the rest of the way. She gets to Carrington to wait for her case. And she finds out that the carriage that is supposed to take them to Alcott has already came and left so she missed her next ride by a few hours yeah i don't know how that happened so that's the thing i was like reading that i was like wait but she still had it took her an hour it didn't add up 
but she still yeah. missed. That was the only complaint that, that I had. That was not about my this. only complaint that didn't add up. Oh, I had okay. two. That was numero uno. <laughs> There's a nice lady there at this like inn. That's where she was supposed to be waiting. Mm-hmm. And she sets her up with a meal to warm her up because she obviously sees what happened and that she missed her ride and she feels bad yeah and she's obviously a woman alone in this place but she's not a woman alone for long because some drunk skis finds her and uh, sees that she's alone so that she must be lonely yeah no No, i'm not Ariel would be so, like, fuck you. <laughs> Rosalie is spunky and we gotta love her, she but she really didn't is. get to be spunky at this moment because a man came to her rescue. You have to remember that this is the Regency era. So like yes. men have all the audacity. And all the power. Yeah. And women have none of it. Not that we have all of it now, but we have a little bit more of the Regency area. <laughs> exactly. We have a little bit more than nothing. <laughs> so this man walks up and rescues her from this man by pretending to be her brother. So as a chaperone for her. And she's like, doesn't need to be rescued by him, but is thankful all the same, but needs some space. So she goes out back to wait for the carriage to arrive with her belongings, her case. Mm-hmm. And freaking A, somehow that drunk old fucking man finds her again. This time... She's not in a crowded pub where she has to be meek and mild and be good for the society's eyes. Yeah, because there's no society. And she decks this man Dude, and I takes was so fucking out. thrilled about that. I was like, I hell yeah. <laughs> fucking punch that motherfucker. Which he's not happy about, obviously, that this woman just hit him. He's drunk, so he's invincible, don't you know? So he yeah. kind of goes to go after her again. But thankfully, brother man is back again. And uh, takes out the trash. So she learns that this brother man is also going to Alcott. So he agrees to take her with him. Though she didn't realize at the time that was going to mean a horseback ride together. Yeah. Yeah. So fun times. She makes it to Alcott Hall and she meets the Duke's younger brother, James. And Lieutenant Tom Renly, because Renly's his last name. He's a serviceman. And yeah. So all these handsome men around, you know, cool beans. They're confused on why she's here and why Dowager summoned her. I mean, makes sense. Whatever. So they set her up in a room to get cleaned off because you have to remember she walked all that way. She's not looking great with her clothes. They're muddy. It's not great. But... Burke, we learn, is the brother man's name. In fact, not her brother, but now we can stop calling him brother man because his name is Burke. Burke made sure that her case would make it to Alcott. So that has arrived. So now she has something to change into and all is well. We learn through multiple point of views that the Dowager is trying to find George, the Duke, her son, a wife, and that... There is a huge, like a month-long party going on with a culmination of a ball called the Michaelmas Ball that he is supposed to announce his engagement at this ball. So he has this month-long party with all these women staying at their estate to pick from to choose a bride. We also learn that Tom, Lieutenant Renly, is also on leave from his ship to find a wife himself Mm -hmm. because he needs to find a wife to move up in his ranking. Yeah. Which is stupid, but I get it. It's for the time. It makes sense. My current brain hole is like, no, it's dumb. He doesn't have the means to buy it himself, which is also stupid, but yeah. Women were property. So So once Rosalie gets cleaned up, and is ready she meets the dowager and the conversation with the dowager is quite interesting so we learn that the dowager was a very old friend of rosalie's late mother 
Rosalie's mother passed away recently, and now the Dowager wants to see Rosalie because her old, old dear friend just died and she wants to see her child. But Rosalie has never heard of this woman or seen her interact with her mother, so she feels like they must not be either that good of friends or they must have had a falling out. And I'm going to tell you right now, for most of this book, I totally thought that they were having a relationship together. That they were in a... A lover's. So I had an, a thought about that, like a fleeting thought at one point. It was one of the first conversations that I had that fleeting thought, but it was a little after the first conversation that somebody said something and then it solidified what actually happened. Most of what actually happened, I was like, no, that's what happened. Yeah, I was just living in my fantasy world that they were banging. That we had some improper Regency stuff There's going on. There's a lot of improper Regency sex going on in this book. <laughs> uh, totally like, okay. Uh, now, not so like much Like the then. Duke being pegged by someone. Bro, first of all, <laughs> I went back and forth on how I felt about the Duke. This whole <laughs> book. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, 100%. But towards the end, I'm like, I kind of love this dude, though. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I still, the jury's still out for me on him. So I just funny. truly don't know if he is like a mastermind. All I could think, and- too, was when the mom would come on book, is I'd be like, insert Taylor Swift's mastermind. Like, well, I truly think that the Duke might just be the mastermind. I, I don't know. And I'm going to be sorely disappointed if he just ends up being a dumbass. She meets the Dowager, and it's an odd conversation. She's kind of trying to feel Rosalie out, and she's like, what is your plan? Like, what is your plan now, now that you have no mother, you know, because not only did her mother die, and she has medical bills left from her mother's passing because her mother was very sick, but her family is also riddled with her father's debts. Her her dad's dead too. Yeah. It's not great. She's not a great, she was left in a very tricky situation. Yeah. Do you plan to bag a rich husband? Like, and Rosalie's just like, I plan to work. I don't want to marry. Like, no. And we're just like, I have settled all your father's debts and your mother's medical bills, which is very odd. And strange. And Rosalie's like again, it just what? adds to the mystery of what the fuck happened. Right. And guilt. Why that's guilt money she... right there, Absolutely. baby. And she's like, please let me work it off. There must be something. Like I can't allow you just to give this to me. Which and... honestly, like Rosalie's very big on doing shit herself. Self-sufficient, and, yeah. And I like that. Absolutely. But then the dowager's all like, oh, there is. She's like, there are two things that you can do. I brought you here to be my spy with the other girls. And Rosalie's like, what's the other thing? Well, let's start with the first. Let's just deal with that right now. Oh, and I need you to know your place. I was like, bitch, okay. I need you to make sure that you leave my boys alone. You are beneath them and you are not going to use your wiles on them. I Like, she feels guilty, but not that guilty. Not that guilty. <laughs> she has her first official dinner on duty as a spy and thus far she's had a few run-ins with all three of the handsome men and they all find her ridiculously intriguing in different ways well and she's pretty and she's pretty (laughs) but like james finds her intriguing in the sense of why the fuck does my mother want her here? And like, she might be a problem kind of thing, but also she's attractive. And why is she attractive? And why am I attracted to her? Burke just fucking has the hots for her. Um, Not yet. And Tom is just like wondering what the magnetism is. So she's at dinner and She's trying not to talk to Tom too much, who's sitting beside her, because Mm -hmm. she knows she can't monopolize the conversation with him. She knows that he has a job to do, talking up the ladies themselves, and she was just warned to stay away from them. To his other side, this other lady that's there vying for the Duke, named Olivia. Hated Olivia. Until I didn't. 
I don't think it ever went away for me. Not Just, like my favorite, but nah, I hated she, her a little less. Because Karma is my boyfriend. Olivia making it very difficult for Tom to be in between these two women because Rosalie's trying to the very easy conversation with Tom because it's the conversation flows very easily between them. And Olivia is just being a fucking bitch because Tom is clearly beneath her. Yeah, she's very stuck up, like an aggressive amount. Olivia. She is just vile, though. She just talks to... She's just mean. Tom, so nastily. And Rosalie is not having it. And... Dude, I love her so much. Who would do what I would want to do? So the next morning at breakfast... Oops! She accidentally put salt in Olivia's tea. She got very entitled angry and immediately blamed the closest footman. Like it must have been someone beneath her, just jealous of her or something. So there's a poor footman that got blamed for it. Like I said, Rosalie has had several run-ins with the boys. She has had decent conversations with Burke Burke has even come clean to her about why he's not really in the running for any of these women and why they kind of treat him a little bit like a social pariah as well, even though he clearly is in with these boys and he lives there. But to quote him, he told her, Miss Harrow, I am quite literally the bastard son of a whore. So he doesn't have good lineage to match up. So he's not a good fit. But she feels comfortable enough to go to Burke for help with this salt situation. And so she runs to find Burke, who's with Tom, and tells them the whole story and asks them for help so that the footman doesn't get fired. Now, she doesn't know that James already made sure that the footman had time off with pay just so Mm -hmm. that he could be out of the situation and out of Lady Olivia's space. She's doing her due diligence. Burke takes advantage of this situation a little bit. And he goes, well, I'll help you if you help me. We'll make a deal. And he's like, Tom needs some help. He's looking for a bride of his own, but he has trouble like flirting and went on having the the women think that he's a good choice. So if you flirt with Tom and you help bridge the gap with the women, we'll help you. Yes. Devious. She agrees though. Of course she does. Of course she does. She doesn't mind flirting with Tom. Though she has made her feelings quite clear that she has no want to marry anybody ever. Or want to be with anyone. So she's on a mission. And she's at one of their outings. Flirting with Tom. And doing her thing. And there she befriends another lady of the party. Because most of the ladies are just Bitches. Yeah. And they're not good to get along with. You can call them bitches. (laughs) But she finally finds one that's not a hoe bag and not i shouldn't say a hoe bag because none most of them are not hoe bags because that's not cool then but she finally finds one that's not a jerk and that is madeline and it ends up being that tom is able to kind of flirt in a group with them all and they all kind of make a plan to go sketching together because Madeline likes to draw. So does Rosalie. Tom and Burke know where they're good spots to go find things to look at to draw. You know, the way men do. It all works out. The way men do. But Rosalie can also tell that Tom is totally not fully into this, even though she's putting her work in. And we learn about Marianne. Apparently, Marianne is such a great person. Was Tom Renly's first love. And apparently, they had like promised forever to each other. 
and been with each other. One of them promised forever. (laughs) Until like. Until a richer man came by. The next night he found out she was engaged to like this old rich rich man. Yeah. Which I mean on one level. It makes sense to the age she chose security. She was being. But she shouldn't have been stringing him along. No, and she was stringing him along for a long time, too. Yeah. And then she's like, peace out, Girl Scout, and fucked off and didn't give two shits. But coincidentally, we learn through Tom's visit to his brother's house that the old man is dead. Ding dong, the old man's dead. Which old man? Marianne's old man. Ding dong, the old man is now dead. Which now makes Marianne a very rich widow, which gives her the freedom to marry whomever she would like. So Renly's torn. Tom is torn. Does he contact her? What does he do? He's eight years of like misery over this woman. He's still not over it. Is that a sign? Like, Should he go back and just be with her? He needs to talk to his boys about this. He needs to figure this out. Meanwhile, at Alcott Hall, all the ladies are on a picnic with the Duke. All the single ladies, literally. All All the the single single ladies. ladies. Yes, they're on a picnic with the Duke. And the Duke's showing off, doing his thing. He's seriously a circus performer every time he's around anyone. It's a hot mess express. But he's kind of being an ass to Madeline. And Rosalie is not having that. Because Madeline wasn't just automatically dancing for his banana so rosalie takes madeline for a walk to get let them get some fresh air to get away from the banana to get away from the dancing banana (laughs) and the coconuts except they were not away from coconuts and bananas for long because while on their walk they came upon burke and james who were apparently bathing naked Bro. In the lake. So they got to see a lot of bananas and coconuts. <laughs> lots and lots of bananas. Well, two. Some big bananas. But, <laughs> so thankfully, Rosalie quickly shut up her parasol and used it as a shield, <laughs> shielding their oh delicate eyes from the situation. Rosalie's a bit intrigued, though, with... Her eyes aren't so delicate. Her eyes are not so delicate. This is not the Taylor Swift song, Delicate. <laughs> delicate. <laughs> I only have myself to blame. I'm so sorry. James is so embarrassed. He's like, how will I face them again? And Burke's like, why would you be ashamed? It's not like you're missing any parts. He's speaking real truth, though. And, I mean, if anything has to go by, James has some really good parts. And Rosalie. Don't take this the wrong way. But I'm afraid you'll have to do much more than appear naked to discomfort me. God, she's Burke's such a badass like, oh, What else must I do? Scandalized. <laughs> oh, anywho, Tom didn't get quite what he wanted of an answer from the boys once they were done being naked. They don't like Marianne. But she's such a great person. She doesn't suck at all. Rosalie has to have her first report to the Duchess. She wants to know what she thinks about the ladies and all this jazz. And she gives her honest opinions and whatnot. She tells her that she doesn't think, A, all the girls are stuck up bitches. But she also doesn't think that any of them are holding the Duke's interest. And that she's going to have to think a little bit outside of the box if she wants to get the Duke on board with what she wants. And then... She says, it's time to talk about the primary reason for you being at Alcott Hall. And we're like, hmm, you don't say. But before she can really get to that, she has to kind of knock her down a peg. Because why not? And she's like, you are too beautiful. And your charm is too infectious. You have an air of mystery about you that lures men in. Without lifting a finger, you have already managed to turn the head of every man in this house. I won't tolerate it. Not when you are a nobody with nothing to offer. She gives the most backhanded compliments. It's like, you're mm-hmm. so beautiful, but fucking no. Rosalie, once again, has to tell her, I told you, I am not considering marriage. And then the Duchess is, well then, 
if you're sincere in that, then I believe we'll be able to make an arrangement. Honestly, at the time, everyone and all the women always have an agenda to climb the social ladder. So I understand it. But like at the same time, if you were that fucking guilty about whatever the fuck happened and you're going to treat her like this, Mm -hmm. I understand. It's probably just because it's so ingrained in her at this point, being who she well, is and especially in the standing, but like, bruh. what we know about her, yeah. she probably easily thinks that of others. You know what I mean? Yeah. She says, I want, I want you to come and stay here at Alcott Hall and be my ward. So basically, George the Duke is the Duke in name only. He's the face. And James does literally all the work of being the Duke without being the Duke. And so the Dowager Duchess knows that she's getting older and she's not going to be able to do this forever and knows that whatever fucking ninny pants idiot George manages to snag will not be able to do the job of being the Duchess. So now she's stuck finding another person to do her job as she needs to retire. So she wants Rosalie to be that person. She wants James to be the Duke behind the scenes and Rosalie to be the Duchess behind the scenes. But nobody would know and no one would get credit. It does sound like a, you're not going to do as good of a job as I'm going to do. So like, I'm just going to take that factor out of this situation. (laughs) Basically, (laughs) I need you to do the job, but no one's going to know you're going to do the job. You're not going to get any credit. I just need you to do it. But like you will you live comfortably. Sincerely go fuck yourself. But you will live comfortably here and have a comfortable life. It's a good thing she knew. You never will work discreetly, allowing George and his new bride to live their lives as unencumbered by responsibility as possible. You know, maybe Tr- she's the problem because obviously he is supposed and to be the responsible one. And that's, I also feel like with little hints throughout, I really feel like George is. Probably, I'm hoping by the end, the mastermind behind all of this, and he's just allowing everyone to do everything around him and just live his life frivolously and lazily and just do his thing when he could. But he's yeah, just because like, he has about this. he has his moments where he is actually smart and he's cal and he's calculated on many and levels. And then he's the stupid frat boy. It's a he's a calculated really... frat boy. Yeah, there's that. So she needs to think about this offer, but she's told to tell no one. But while she thinks really about really putting Duchess, a lot on this woman who just yes. lost her mother. Right. And while she thinks about this offer, the Duchess is still going to train her. Because the Duchess is assuming she's going to take her offer. Because who turns down the Duchess? Certainly no nobody. So she begins her training. And against James, her will. James is super frustrated at not being in the loop on this. And why she is following his mother around and getting the privy of all this inside stuff. Well, James is a control freak. You know, he's very much like his mother. So his mother sends James and Rosalie off to run an errand because Rosalie's going to go in her place. And they don't get very far because a swan crosses their path. And I just have to pause for a moment because Crystal's not going to know what I'm talking about, but I'm hoping that most of the audience will because Gilmore Girls, Jess has a run-in with a swan and he shows up. We don't know this, but he shows up to Rory's grandparents' dinner with a black eye super late. And Rory just assumes that she got that Jess got into a fight with Dean. Dean, Dean, Dean. Because he won't tell her where the black eye came from because he's all embarrassed over it. But he got into a fight with a swan. A swan tried to attack him. And so he tries, he tries to beat up the swan in retaliation. It's really funny. But James is very afraid of this swan also because he also thinks this swan is an evil spawn of the devil. Listen. I'm going to tell you right now, swans are the fucking devil. They, I just, I was they like, are known to drown people in lakes. Like, <laughs> But this whole scene, I'm fucking dying because it's so fucking funny. <laughs> Pompous James over here 
a stick up his butt I'm is sitting here like <laughs> like really and he's like kicking and beat trying to beat up the damn slug. <laughs> Rosalie's just standing there like what the actual fuck <laughs> but in all reality swans are so bad <laughs> Yeah, because they can kill you, but still. (laughs) Needless to say, they didn't get their errand done. (laughs) Rosalie goes into town with some of the girls and Olivia is there. And since there isn't any of the boys around, Olivia doesn't feel like she has to hold her tongue. And she is a super cunt. She is just she's awful. I've never wanted to punch a person through a page so much. Actually, no, that's a lie. She really talks down to Rosalie and is really mean to her. But coincidentally, Tom happens to be in town and just happens to walk up as Olivia is chewing out Rosalie and walks up and goes, Lady Olivia, I believe a widow and her young children are selling flowers over by the smithy. Why don't you do us all a favor and go spit on them? Best to leave no one in doubt of your ugliness. I lost my shit. (laughs) But then he goes all feral and he goes, sharpen your claws on Miss Harrow again and you'll see the beast I can be. Dare to insult her and you will feel my bite. And I was like, whoa, go Renly. Oh, man. It was great. So he was all like, rawr, rawr. I'm like crying tears over here. (laughs) This is a Um, fucking mess. So Rosalie wants to sketch and she remembers Burke telling her that his favorite views from Alcott Hall is from the roof. So she goes to find the stairway for the roof that her lady's made that has been assigned to her during this time. told her how to get there. And she doesn't make it there because the Duke is in the stairwell with a maid. And he basically tells her to join or get out. Yeah, he does. So she drops her sketchbook in her haste and scrambles out of there. And she runs into James, who happens to be in the hall passing by and sees her harried state and is not happy. He reams his brother a new one. And then they have this weird moment where they almost kiss, but his brother like comes back out. He's I don't get to fuck. You don't get to fuck either. Which... Totally cold, wet blankets, James, and is like, fuck am I doing? This is not... It's fun. James wet blankets himself all the time. Yeah. For real. So, after they almost kiss. So, James has to go somewhere, and he's like, do you want to come for a ride with me? And Rosalie's like, kind of weirded out by the whole interaction they just had, but she's like, okay. So they go for a horseback ride and they're kind of enjoying their little horseback ride, even though James now has a bigger stick up his ass again and it's going well. James is pretty impressed with her riding skills until a footman flew up to them, not literally, and whispers in, tells James that the Duke is throwing a fit and he is packing. And James is like, motherfuck. So clearly they're not going to go where James needs to go. They need to go back. But Rosalie's like, can I keep riding a little bit? Like, I'm really feeling this. And James is like, yeah, you really are good riding. Go ahead. I'll be back. And James rides off to go check in on George, who is having a tantrum in his room packing. Because he's basically like, I'm out of here. I'm going to go do what I want. Fuck this shit. I'm out. And he does it a lot. Yeah. He's a. That's honestly his reaction to anything is to run away. And he's like, for the love of fucking God, will you just fucking pick someone and then you could do whatever the fuck you want? We just need a name for you to be betrothed to and then it won't fucking matter. Just fucking pick a bride. We can even just throw their names in a fucking hat and just pick one out. And then he realizes the error of his mistake when George is like, okay, and grabs a hat and starts putting I all like the that names. That's his rea- he's like, okay, that's fine. Let's do that then. In the he hat. Wanna, because he's like, I don't want to pick any of them. I don't like, re- he doesn't really like he's, any He's of like, them. I don't even know any of their names. He really doesn't because he, doesn't. he does not refer to anybody he, by their he actual calls- fucking 
Even in the stairwell, he called Rosalie Cabbage Rose. That's what he calls her. <laughs> so he puts all the names in the hat and he's like, go ahead, mix them up. And James is just kind of humoring him at this point because he just wants him to stop packing. And so he does. And then George picks a name out, Cabbage Rose. Literally, that's what he wrote on the piece of paper. And James is horror stricken. A, because he has these weird feelings about her. And B, because this is not going to go well. She wasn't an option. And he's like, she won't do it. Like, she doesn't even want to get married. She's not an option. She won't do it. And George is like, should I pick again? That doesn't seem, that seems to defeat the purpose, doesn't it? Like, I mean, doesn't It does, but at the same time, like he doesn't care. The way he says it is he just just doesn't care. So funny. Yeah, it is. Like, what do you expect me to do now? Pick a different name out of the hat? Kind of thing. So he's like, We'll 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 find you someone. She's not gonna do it. This is not an option. And he's like, Oh, good. Guess I dodged a bullet with that one, huh? And James like, You'll stay. Like it's all good. Like, yeah. So James is good, all good. George is going to stay. He put out one more fire. Goodness gracious, it's constant with that man. So Rosalie, who was still doing her horse ride, is enjoying herself and enjoying her time on the horse until a herd of deer run out in front of them on the path and spooks the shit out of her horse, who takes off thundering through these woods and... There's a low hanging branch that is going to take her out. So she has no choice but to roll off the horse to try to minimize the damage that is going to happen. Yeah, I would rather roll off a horse and get smacked. Yeah, or have the horse totally bucker off, you know, all the jazz trying to avoid the branch, you know. Injury or death. So she does get hurt on the fall, but she's also very worried about the horse. Because she knows she needs to find the horse to make sure he's safe and to bring him back so that they can all go back together. So very injured, she tries to find the horse. Meanwhile, at the house, a little bit later, the horse makes it back without her. Scares the shit out of some ladies out in the yard, though, fabulously. Dude, it's so funny. They're scared of a goddamn horse. But Burke, right? Burke is like, what the hell? Like, why is there a horse loose? And it dawns on James, like, fuck, I left Rosalie out there. That's Rosalie's horse that she was on. Fuck. So James and Burke, in addition to many men in in their employ, take off to go looking for her. Burke thankfully finds her. And Burke, so swept up with emotion finding her, kisses her. Yeah, And she kisses him back. Yeah, she does. But then he's like, we can't do this here. And all she heard was, we can't do this. And she freezes up and she's like, you're right. We can't do this. And, you know, trudges her way back. The doctor puts Rosalie on bed rest for two days for her injuries. She gets some visitors like Madeline is there. It's cute. Tom, during all of this, gets a letter from Marianne, fucking hobag, basically saying, oh, we should renew our friendship now that I'm available. And Tom is one of Rosalie's visitors and asks her for some advice. Like, what should I do? And Rosalie encourages him to forgive Marianne for what happened eight years ago so that he can move on and that maybe he should go there for peace of mind just to clear everything she also gets a visitor of burke still pretty hot and heavy from the woods but brushed off by her makes it clear that i won't kiss you again until you ask me to this man is playing with fire Burke is worried that she's not getting enough attention from the doctors because they don't have the right doctors there and offers her a therapeutic massage, which does help her. But yeah, it does. That's not all he massages. No, no, it's not. (laughs) And they get a little intimate, but never cross a full line. But 
He does do other things with his hands. And he's like, will you let me kiss you now? And she goes, no, but that was a very valiant effort. I shall kiss you again, but not tonight. Why not? Because you broke into my room uninvited and risked a scandal as much as I might want to. He's like, but I miraculously healed your shoulder. It's like, I think the doctor did that, actually. (laughs) I think it's best we say goodnight before we get caught. It was just, it was cute. And Burke just, you know, falling more and more. So, yep. Renly leaves for London to go see Marianne. And Rosalie receives some gifts from James. James is feeling immensely guilty for her accident. He feels like it's his fault. He shouldn't have left her alone. So he bought her a new riding outfit as well as a new dress. And she goes to look for James because she's like, I I can't accept this. But instead of James, she finds George, the Duke. And the Duke is a little bit of a blabbermouth. And Rosalie learns of the hat situation. And I'm really um, happy about that. No, <laughs> not at all. But I do like the part where George is like, your perfect match is James, but he's mm-hmm. too proud to st- and stupid to see it. If I were a better man, I might connive to bring you two both together. Like, it's all these hints all over the place, like that he can, he just chooses he just not chooses to. chooses not to. Rosalie hashes it out with Burke over the whole hat situation when they're interrupted by James. And now she's left alone in a room with both Burke and James. My poor chastity. My poor woman. I'm body. clutching my pearls. And Burke thoroughly throws James under the bus. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's like, I had nothing to do with this. This was James. I mean. Um, and she's like, just tell me what happened. And she kind of toys with them a little bit. Like, you mean you robbed me of a chance to be the duchess kind of thing right she wants nothing to do with the duchess thing but like she but it's pretty much like putting them in their place like you are idiots and yeah you guys are basically trying to do exactly what i don't want to happen which is Mm -hmm. like control me yeah and she explains to them which she wasn't really supposed to but she feels like she needs to she explains to them about the duchess's offer and they're I'm not, not thrilled. super happy about it. <laughs> They're not super thrilled. Burke's making a joke about it. He's like, oh, what a happy family will be. His graceless and his idiot duchess, the dowager, the beleaguered shadow duke, and the shadow duchess, and the bachelor bastard. Imagine that. What a happy family. <laughs> and she explains, I made it clear to the duchess that I had no intention to ever marry. And it's her condition, which her offer hinges upon. Mm-hmm. So... She has been having all these thoughts swirl in her brain regarding the Duchess and why this. And now having this conversation with the boys, it's really stirred up a lot more as like, to why, why the this fuck would... am I here? Yes. So she kind of confronts the Duchess about it. And the Duchess is trying to be like sly about it and not really tell her like. Yeah. She's like, let me put it to you this way. If I won't tell my own motives to my sons. Why would I tell you? I would disclose them to you. Yeah. And she's like, bitch, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) You brought me here. Right. So we learn though, the real reason. Finally, they. It's not because they're secret lesbian lovers. No, Crystal does not get her wish. (laughs) It would have just added to the mystery of the story. So the late Duke, the boys' father, loved Rosalie's mother. They loved each other very much. So much so that they actually were in a like indecent with one another for the times. And the now Dowager Duchess back then was very jealous of her friend. And she put it to the test when she found the Duke intoxicated one evening. She She banged him. Yeah. She took great lengths to seduce him and screw him to the point of trying to get pregnant in which she did did but she also did not know that 
Rosalie's mother mother was pregnant at the same time, but she just didn't tell him because she didn't want to make a scandal or to force him into marriage like the dowager did. The dowager forced because she's a good person. Right. The late Duke and Rosalie's mother, Eleanor, they were brokenhearted. So the dowager did not have a good life with this Duke because they were trapped in this and it wasn't great. Well, didn't Rosalie's mom end up having a miscarriage because of the broken all the stress and everything yep so that just adds to the yes the dowager tricked everybody and that was the downfall of their relationship honestly i don't blame rosalie's mom at all she's like after all this time that is the shame that has burrowed deepest into my heart that she didn't fight the duke wasn't worth it to fight for and neither was i she just let us go rosalie's like well would my mom have been happy with him and like she pretty much was like, honestly, no. Maybe he just wasn't a good man because you tricked him and were a bitch about it and ruined his chance at true love. So basically, she just invited her over because of her insane amount of guilt over basically screwing her out of the life that she could have had. She, right. And that's the worst part. It's like when she gives her things, it's like, this could have been yours in another life. Probably don't say that because right? it's like, your fucking fault. Right. Like... You dumb bitch. But now that it's out in the open, Rosalie still thinks that, you know, it might be her best chance to, like, be comfortable and blah, blah, blah. So she's still considering the offer. You have to think about the times and all that. I know, but I probably would have smothered her in her sleep. Yeah. And so the party makes plans to go sketching together. And... It dawns on Rosalie that she never got her sketchbook back. It also dawns on James that Rosalie doesn't have her sketchbook either. So they both had the same thoughts, and both of them find themselves in that stairwell looking for the sketchbook at the same time. Unfortunately, there's commotion in the hallway that does not allow them to have a moment that they could have had. And that commotion is Lady Olivia. Lady Olivia thought in her pea-brained little mind that she could seduce the Duke and that would force him to marry her. But once she got into his room, she was not able to fully go through with it and backed out and the Duke kicked her out because don't tease me if you're not going to follow through. And he was calling her all kinds of nasty names. So she was crying. And like just sitting there refusing to leave the room because she didn't want to go down the hall and be ruined. So she was upset because of the whole situation. This is where I like kind of really felt bad. I didn't. She made her nest. She went there to try to trap him into a marriage and then couldn't carry through with it and then had consequences to her actions. Yeah. She's a fuckhead. But we also kind of learn about Olivia, the reasoning behind it. Which is kind of where I felt a little sour, sad for Olivia. Because you make your choices. I know, but she's been engaged twice before. Yeah. The first time was through. to a Prussian prince, and he died three months before their wedding, which, yikes. The second time she ended up getting jilted for mm. somebody else. She's just embarrassed and she's tired of like having to continue do this and her reasoning she doesn't think she's actually going to be able to do another one and what man is going to want a woman who's like 27 because i right. mean That's again the time it makes age. sense right yes. so like she's just she's having a hard time so i did feel for her a little bit obviously she is a social climbing bitch but rosalie's so nice to her yeah so between james and rosalie they manage the situation yeah yeah she also like puts it into Olivia's head. She goes, you don't have to do anything. Like you are mm-hmm. a Marquise. Your brother will be a Marquise. You don't have to be. It's better to be unmarried than trapped. <laughs> it was a good moment between the two of them. The next day, Rosalie thought that was going to like open the door for them. And she just kind of like gave her dirty clothes. <laughs> so the next day, the spectacle, that out of the box thinking that Rosalie suggested, the spectacle has arrived twins identical twins they're identical twins and they are really no obnoxious they're obnoxious honestly though 
I had a fucking laugh reading about them. As obnoxious as they were, I was just giggling to myself. Because Because they're a spectacle. And that's, and I think that's it because all these other ladies are so like uptight and like really Mm -hmm. trying to put forth this like image. Effort. That too. But they just, they don't care. But that's how they live their life is they just don't care. Which Mm -hmm. I do appreciate that part. It was fun. It was a riot. But they're also kind of mean. Well, yeah, they're fucking bitches. Yeah. But with their arrival, we also have Tom's return. And Rosalie is glad to find that Tom has made peace with the Marianne situation and that he has let her go. So, yes, they go on the the painting slash sketching picnic. And the twins, the new spectacle, are off with the Duke, which is something that never really got explained because they made a big deal about the fact that he was alone off with them in the woods. Anywho, it started to rain. So they all started to run out of there. But Rosalie doesn't want to just leave the big mess for all of the the workers because that's not fair. And Tom is like, you know, what's going on kind of thing and trying to help her. And then we have Tom's kiss. She finds herself in the rain with, with Tom and they kiss and she's all up in her feelings because of, you know, all the different boys and all the different stuff. And she just had this moment with Burke and all this stuff. And then well, she's having these moments with James and now she's got Tom kissing her and all of a sudden Burke appears. Yeah. <laughs> looking feral and she's afraid that like shit's about to go down except he just pulls her in for a kiss of his own yeah and they're like what do you want she doesn't know because she wants both of them and they're like we understand Mm -hmm. each other we're friends both friends and like they can kind of both understand that she wants both of them well there's still a little jealousy about it they're just like, okay, well, like, and so they just keep kissing back and forth. It's a interesting. Man. And then they all kissed together, all three of them. So then they head inside to get all dried off and they head back and they keep the party going. Yeah, they're in the house. And Burke just goes, you have two choices. Walk that way and Bates, the dude, will meet you with a towel. And she's like, or? He's like, or come with me, but just know he's coming too. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they do. All three of them go together and both boys work together to please her and go down on her. And they say, this time is just for her. And they make a night for her. And it's like a whole thing. It's like a whole thing. There are words Was on the this page. when both of their mouths were on her down there at the, at the same exact time. same time? Yep. I was like, Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. man. So Burke doesn't have a problem with Tom touching her, but he has a very big problem with her talking to someone else at dinner. Oops. And he takes it quite over the top and he basically calls her a whore and asks like who else she's going to add to her list. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Mm-hmm. I would also be pissed. Who the hell else are you adding to your harem? And I was like, excuse Ugh. me, sir. Shut up. And yep. yeah, his jealousy just because he's all in his And heels. she's like, no man who calls me a whore gets to call me his. Check yourself, bro. Like, really? So Burke comes down off his high horse real fast and is really sad and distraught. And James finds him and they have quite the conversation. James realizes how deep his friend is in this. Burke also knows that James has feelings, too. James he's, just doesn't want to admit it out loud because he's right. Because he's he and he's him. basically like, I need you to know where I stand because if you seek to claim her, know that you're going to be claiming me too. Because we're, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. I feel like those two boys have feelings for each other than brotherly love. I think so too, and I'm <laughs> hoping whole time. that develops in the next book. I hope so too. I just um, was sitting there. I'm like, they like each other more than brothers. So they're getting ready for the Michaelmas ball. James is very stressed because he needs George to pick a fucking wife. And he's like, you're out of time, fuckhead. 
Who's it gonna be? And George is like on it. He's like, no, I'm good. I got this. Like, I've got it. Like, we're all set. Frat boy energy. (laughs) He's like, I've made my choice. We're all good. It's all gravy. What's his choice, Ariel? The set. He wants both twins. Both twins. And I'm pretty sure cells literally died in James's brain as he was standing there. He, trying to he's, compute like, this. he's like, what which one? He goes, I don't care which one. He's, he's like, like I, I don't know which one is which. It doesn't really matter. Doesn't. He goes, because I- I'm gonna marry one and one will be my mistress and it'll all be good. I already talked to them. They're good with it. Yeah, James is all like, a proper lady is never a mistress kind of thing and all that jazz. And George, I'm sorry, but I believe the Bolin sisters just popped out of the grave to say, I beg your pardon. I laughed (laughs) so hard. I thought of you too when I saw that word. (laughs) I was like, solid. Good. So clearly he has a sense of history. He knows things, you know. He is smart. He's smart. Yeah. He's so insert Taylor Swift mastermind. Right. That's I feel like. Oh. If he's not the mastermind by the end of this, I'm going to fucking stab people. I'm going to rewrite the book. <laughs> it's like problem solved. So James goes off to try not to have an aneurysm. And it's time for the Michaelmas ball. So Rosalie gets to meet Tom's brother and sister-in-law. And she has a great time dancing and having a good time. Though James cuts in and is very forceful with her and brings her aside. He announces it to people. She's not feeling well. So also so that the Duchess knows that she doesn't feel well. And that's why she's off of the dance floor. And then he rails into her, not actually, and he pulls her aside. And is like, you need to forgive Burke. But she's kind of needling him instead. She's like, what am I to you? And he goes, a distraction. And he's really angry about it. Yeah. And he has problems. He says some mean things to her. All the boys just say mean things. To which she slaps him across the I face. I love it so much. <laughs> which I think kind of either snaps him out of it or turns him on or both. And then he kisses her. But they're interrupted by a footman who says that Rosalie is being summoned by the Duchess. And they're like, oh shit. And the Duchess is, just doesn't want her alone with her son, I think. And she's kind of playing a game. And she's like, oh, I heard you weren't feeling well. Why don't you sit with us kind of thing? And she forces her hand. She introduces her to everyone as her ward, even though she hasn't accepted the position, all that jazz. Because this woman is playing chess mm-hmm. while everyone else is playing checkers. And so she goes off to find Burke at the push of James to go forgive him. But there's another woman kissing him. She is not fucking happy. No, she's not. So she runs off into the music room, but Burke is hot on his heels behind her and locks the door. And he's kind of, honestly, he's a little amused. He's smug by it. Yes, he is. Her, like, jealousy. He goes, oh, you're jealous. She goes, I'm not jealous. And I'm like <laughs> sitting here like, girl. He goes, green looks really good on you. And yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Burke locks the door to the music room and he's real smug in her jealousy and explains away the girl and how he pushed her away and all this stuff. And he's like, I want to hear your terms again. I want to hear what you want from me. And I think because he's really just he's trying to accept it in his head. Like, exactly. He's like, I've come to terms with it and like that you don't want to marry me and that's okay. Yeah. And I just he wants to hear them reiterated again so that he can follow her desires at this Mm -hmm. point. And he's like, I want you. And he's all like, come take what's yours. (laughs) And they fuck on the piano. They really do. And declare love. They do. And then they go back to the hall, knowing that they're all in love and that no one's going to touch each other but them and then the boys. But, you know, he's like, just us. No one else. So she's waiting for him to come back in to the ballroom and everything. But once he gets back inside there's someone again telling him he's been summoned to the music room by the duchess i oh, thought boy. yeah that shit was about was, to go down yeah i was like yeah. something just got ruined because no. it happened just um, after they fucked no the dowager has now burke george and james in the music room to have a little family meeting a little chitty chat 
She is very upset that no one has found George a suitable match. Very upset. So she is laying down the law for these boys. Because she, she says, also knows that they've been working on trying to get Tom a wife. She's like, she's like, that shit stops now. <laughs> she says, George is to marry one twin and one twin only. If you touch the other twin, like you will be done. Look at laying down that law. And to fix the Olivia situation, because Olivia tried to blackmail George because of the vindictive bitch she seriously is. I honestly missed the blackmail part. So her and her mom went to the dowager to blackmail George into marrying her. So instead, to fix that situation, she's going to change Burke's last name to Corbin so that he's part of the family. And yeah, Burke's to marry Olivia. And once he does, that he will become a baron. Holy cow. What a crazy scene. Nobody's happy. Everyone's like freaking out. And of course, she storms out of there like, this is what's done. My word is law. Bitches. And Burke is like, George, you're the Duke. You outrank her. Help me, please. And he's like, I'll think about it. Meanwhile, on the dance floor, Rosalie is meeting Marianne, who happened to just show up and is hanging out with Tom and introduces herself as Tom's fiance. I think she's just very delusional. We'll find out. I don't know. Tom seems a little sheepish about it all. Yeah. I think it was the Dowager. I think she set it all up. I think so too, because yeah, anyways. We don't know. We'll get there. We don't know yet. Um, so we're interrupted though, because George is making an announcement. He's announcing his engagement. He's proposing no, which to twin is who? Petey. He does Heidi, not. Petey, however you say her name. The twin, which he has no idea. He might have gotten the right one. Who knows? That's the one he's supposed to pick. Does he know which one it is? No idea. Which was not supposed to be announced on this night. Throws Burke under the bus and tells everyone that Burke will be marrying Lady Olivia. Much to Rosalie's horror on the floor. And he gives Rosalie credit to everyone that all of this is possible to her. She runs off. James tries to find her ends up finding her in the stables and is like, what do you need? What can I do for you? How can I help you? And she's like, I want to go home. And he's like, we'll fix this. We'll fix this. Yeah. But we'll try to fix this from town. Like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. He's like, done. Let's go. And that's the end of book one. Yeah. We'll find out everything else. We don't know. We'll find out everything else, hopefully in book two. But (laughs) the other we didn't talk about it because it was just a holy thing. The other hole I had was she dropped the sketchbook again in the stairwell and James picked it up when the Lady Olivia commotion was going on. But Burke is the one who returned it to her and he ripped out all the pages. Yes, it's very feasible that James could have given it to Burke, but it just nothing was ever said. Gotcha. Little things. Little Anyways, things. yes. Who's your favorite character? I really did like Rosalie a lot. I, I went back and forth with some people. Like I liked them and then I didn't like them. And then I liked them. Madeline was fine. She was nice. I too. liked Madeline. She had a cute quote. I wanted more of her, but I think she had why. a, she was a nice friend. Uh, she was good. She was good to her. And she, cause when she was visiting her after when she was on bed rest and she was telling her how all the ladies have been gossiping about her because she went out on the ride with James and all this stuff. And she's like, I've been taking fencing lessons since I was six. I can protect you if it comes to she it. She was so sweet. Yeah. And Madeline was like, really good. I liked I her just, a lot. I, I enjoyed her. Yeah. She was good. Is that who your favorite is? Yeah. I think her and Rosalie. Yeah. Who was I your guess, least Rosalie is such a good female character. Like she's she was. so... She is so such a strong character. And I think that's why I like her so much is because like she's not like this weak and especially in Regency time, she's not this weak, like, oh, poor me. Mm-hmm. Let me do these. Blah, 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 blah. Right. No, she's like actually like a badass, which is good. Mm-hmm. Who's your least favorite character? The Duchess. Dowager Duchess. Yeah, I'm gonna say the same thing because like I was fine with her in the beginning where I thought she was just gonna be this cool little mastermind to like set Rosalie up with one of her sons, but the consistent reminder 
that she's not good enough for them, even though the reason she's not good enough for them is because if she was smart, fault. she would just set Rosalie up with James and then have them do behind the scenes, and it, she would still get what she wants because it would work because they are right because that's already how they're basically going to be without actually getting married. So it would right. make more sense. My also least favorite. I keep going back and forth with George, and I kind of I agree. I want to see where I, George. I hope he becomes. I hope he's like arranges a ton of shit for them because yeah, i want to see i want to see what he, he does, does have some darkness in him i can sense it hello <laughs> darkness does. my old friend i know right but at the same time like he's very much clearly not as stupid as he likes to absolutely not what did amazon rate this so amazon gives us a 4.4 4, and goodreads is a 4.1 where are you sitting at i gave this four stars i give it a four i like it i'm like i'm enjoying the story I, yeah i think because it's such a different book than we usually read but i like the story that's going so on so i read I a lot of regency stuff but okay i why choose regency yeah let me rephrase it i don't read regency oh at all gotcha. no but i just a lot of my um, physical books ends up being regency that's good but how about your cucumbers now keep in mind this is half of the story this is half the story it is also a slow burn and it is but, labeled as a slow burn and that's but that but that's doesn't great. mean it doesn't yeah, no, right. No, no, no. But it's... it doesn't change the cucumber rating. Damn two mouths it... though. Right. Like but a great time. the cucumber rating is still going to be how spicy the book is. True. So it's okay that it's not that spicy because of what it is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this a three because we only had, you know, like the one sex scene, the one mouth scene, which was hot, and the one fingering scene. I'm gonna give it like a four. For the same reasons. Yeah, it's good. I can't wait. I hope that there's more. And then, I don't know. I don't know what the next book has in store for me, but we'll Well, see. Well, we're going to find out next Next week. We are going to read His Grace, The Duke, which is the (laughs) second book. It will be our conclusion. Yes. And because we are not going to be spinning a wheel because we're just doing it, I will read the description. His Grace, The Duke by Emily Rath. You're cordially invited to the wedding of His Grace, the Duke of Norland. James Corbin, Viscount Finchley, has two goals. First, guarantee his brother gets married. That path is made smoother now that George is finally engaged. Nothing will stand between George and the altar. Not even George. Second, James must ensure that his best friend Burke does not get married. At least not to the living, breathing Gorgon that is Lady Olivia Rutledge. Burke is fully on board with this plan. Together with their friend Renly, the gentlemen concoct an elaborate ruse designed to set Burke free from his matrimonial snare. But as the day of George's wedding draws near, secrets from their past emerge, threatening each of their futures. Can James survive his brother's debauchery? Can Burke survive the social politics threatening to confine him? Can Renly survive? And then there's Rosalie Harrow. Gentlemen never saw her coming. A young lady without family, fortune, or title, Rosalie tears through their lives, upending all their careful plans. And Rosalie has plans of her own. Save Burke from the altar, save Renly from the ghosts that haunt him, and save James from himself. For the love of Rosalie, the gentleman must prove willing to try anything, risk anything, and be anything she needs. We will have the exciting, hopefully, conclusion of this book next week. Join us. Just and keep reading keep it oh my god well that was a mess <laughs> yeah oh fuck oh fuck <laughs>